Back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight. We got Rob. Hey, everybody. It's Rob. Rob, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing okay, except that my back hurts. That's because we're going to get rain. Mm. Yep, yep. Either that or it was from you having to carry us in Overwatch all night. No, I'm terrible with that. Yeah. Um... I don't suppose Overwatch has any updates coming out like the new season. There's still pl- there's still a lot of time in the current season, right? There's yeah, not there's not anything that's coming out that's like it just big. turned half over. That's why they did the updates to Symmetra or whatever the new right. season patch. So it's half over. Okay. And they started they started the summer games. It's Lucio Ball and the When did that start? Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything neat to get from the summer games? Um, is it a lot of the same? There's a, there's a new uh, Doomfist skin that you can get for doing all the all the, the uh, event. Events, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So this week, uh, I, I was talking to B earlier, and like. I don't know, like, I feel so behind and just lost as far as, like, days of the week. Because, like, it seems like I completely space about SU, whether I get wrapped up in doing other things or whatever, until Thursday evening. And then it's like, oh, shit, I got to do an SU. And then I feel rushed and, and like... You know, like uh, that sense of urgency, which I really don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm coming at. And so I, I was scrambling together and I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do it on? This, that, and the other thing. And like, then I, like my depression started to kick in. Cause like, you know how I am. Like, if I start, if I start overthinking stuff, like I get this way a lot, listeners, like if I'm hungry, right? How many times, Rob, have you seen me walk into the kitchen and then, like, I'll just look through all the stuff. I'll look through the fridge, the freezer, the cabinets, and, like, we'll we'll have food in the house. But Mm. it's like I get so indecisive and I go and I argue with myself back and forth to the point where I get so stressed out about it. I just don't. I'm like, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm just not going to eat. You know, it's like I, I can't settle on something so I just give up on it instead and I'm just like ah fuck it I'm just gonna go play a game you know so like I I, I started getting to that point when I was thinking about stuff that we could talk about tonight and I was just like ah, fuck it you know maybe I just won't put it on I'll just record something saying you know 
Sorry, no episode. I still owe all those listeners, and nobody said nobody said anything to me about it. But I still owe the listeners a bonus episode for a week that we've missed before. Um, oh, we're getting a storm! I just saw lightning flash outside. So there's that storm. Yep, that would be why my back is hurting. Uh, so yeah, I, I I do know, and don't think that I just overlook these things and 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 forget about them. You know, I do remember. I I owe you guys a bonus episode. I you know technically I think I owe you two. Uh, but you know one at a time. Anyway, so I I settled <laughs> on a a topic that is important to me anyway, and and whatnot, and it's it's kind of just an update an update week as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and uh, I, I feel like it can be left to be a, a somewhat short episode um, unless we actually, who knows, maybe it takes the hour. I don't know. Um, but what I have planned is there are two relatively big things coming in a, relatively short period of time that I'd like to discuss. And Rob, if there's any games or anything that you want to talk about that are coming out relatively soon, I said mm-hmm. relatively like eight times in the last minute. <laughs> but if there's a game that's coming out or whatever, because like the first thing I want to talk about is the new season of Diablo 4. The very first season um, is starting on July 20th. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk about the season with you. Um, I'm reading it straight off of the Battle.net Diablo 4 news page. Uh, And then that's July 20th. And then in the beginning of August, which I'll get more specific, uh, is the release of Baldur's Gate 3, which is kind of big news because they weren't, they were, they were going to release it on August 30th but then they moved it to the beginning of August because they didn't want to compete with another game that was coming around and coming out and around the same time. So they like bumped all their other games. They out. Yeah. Um, so if at any point, Rob, you, you kind of like think of a game or if there's an up, a big, a good update that's coming out soon or, or something that you're looking forward to coming out, you know, in the next month or two, mm-hmm. um, feel free to, to chime in. Uh, but mm-hmm. other than that, we will get started talking about Diablo four. So a lot of people first off have like, I've read stories and stuff about people getting pissed off and upset about, uh, the seasonal characters. And like when they found out, Oh, they can't take the characters that they've been playing since launch and play them during the season. Mm. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You must be new to Diablo. Mm. Uh, Diablo three ran the same way. And the Diablo franchise as a whole has kind of become a seasonal game. Meaning like much like overwatch where, you know, they have a season that lasts say three months. Okay. And then they usually take about a week off, and then then the next season will start. And it usually lasts for about three months. Okay. Now, the way this works is... Well, you know what? I don't, I, I'm going to read this, because I don't want to get anything wrong. So, bear with me. 
again, reading this straight from the Battle.net launcher Diablo 4 news site. So, this season's called The Season of the Malignant. It's the first season of Diablo 4. It starts on July 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific, which means it's, what, 1 p.m. Eastern? Um, Yes, 1 p.m. And the 20th is a Thursday. That's next Thursday. Um, so a new season journey, quest lines, bosses, dungeons, the battle pass, and more will all go live at the start of the season. Um, there's going to be a preview that they link below, which I'm going to read over. On July 18th, we'll release another article shedding even more light on what's upcoming in the new season, including six new unique items and seven legendary aspects that are going to be brand new at the start of the season. Uh, so the season, each season has a theme. For those who played Diablo 3, it's not going to be any different. Every season had a different theme about it. Normally, the the most important thing to understand here is the themes. Once the season ends, your your character usually gets put into your your archive of, you know, normal characters, non seasonal characters, and the season themes end. The season theme does not carry over into your non seasonal stuff. Um, so, reading about the season of the malignant theme which I know you were asking what this was all about, and I didn't—I hadn't read the thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, a deviant form of Lilith's sinister machinations has given birth to a new threat, malignant monsters. You know what? Because you asked me this, and I did not actually know, I'm going to quickly look up the definition of this word. Okay. Uh, not the movie. I want a definition. Um, malignant, tending to produce death or deterioration, um, tending to infiltrate, metastasize, or terminate fatally, evil in nature, influence, or effect, passionately and relentlessly malevolent, aggressively malicious. So those are all different things for malignant. Uh, so it's not a good thing ever. No, um, sound like it. These decaying abominations roam sanctuary in a frenzy, mindlessly attacking anyone in range without hesitation. Wanderers will investigate this mysterious mal- melody, malady, malady, in a new quest line with a with the help of Cormand, a former priest of the Cathedral of Light, who also trains you to capture the malignant hearts, fueling these foul beasts and convert them into build-altering powers. The malignancy that's taken hold of the Burning Hell's armies cannot remain unchecked. You must snuff it out at the source before all of Sanctuary becomes its thrall. Watch the season of the Malignant's announced trailer below, blah 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 blah. We're not going to watch that. Um, so to keep up with the relentless animosity of malignant monsters, you'll need to turn their hearts against them. Slaying partly corrupted enemies, a type of malignant monster, will drop a malignant heart. These can be captured by performing a ritual with the Cage of Binding, an item acquired during the season's questline. Partly corrupted enemies 
are an unruly sort and won't go down easily. Trying to capture the heart will cause the partly corrupted enemy to be reborn as a fully corrupted enemy. If defeated, these amalgamations of rot will drop a version of the malignant heart that can be placed into special infested sockets in your jewelry in place of normal gems. Our first season will introduce 32 malignant hearts across four categories that provide new unique bonuses. Uh, as you encounter more menacing malignant creatures, so too will the strength of their malignant hearts grow. There's much more to share on the season's theme, and we cannot wait to do so in the future. So by the sounds of it is, you're killing these things, you're taking their hearts, and much like items in any type of RPG game, you know, as you level, the items are going to get more powerful. So these monsters, mm -hmm. as the monsters are more powerful, they're going to drop more powerful hearts. And these hearts are just going to act as different bonuses specifically for your jewelry, it sounds like. Um, your neck and two rings. And they're mm -hmm. going to give you, I'm guessing, some sort of cool bonus affects to your character or some sort of legendary unique power uh, that a normal gem wouldn't. So, like, legendary gems from Diablo 3, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Um one of the best places to acquire malignant hearts are in the new malignant tunnels, highly replayable dungeons, teeming with fearsome foes to eradicate. Scour this dank system of tunnels for the catalyst of malignant monsters and go toe-to-toe -to -toe against the Varshan the Consumed, the newest boss battle if you dare. Um... So here's how... Okay, and then it goes into how seasonal characters work. So I'm guessing that this is going to... You know, again, for those of you who've played Diablo 3, this is probably going to be nothing new. Um, for those of you who haven't, here's how they work. With Season of the Malignant beginning on July 20th, we wanted to take a moment to equip you with everything you need to know about Seasons. To participate in Seasons, a new character must be made on the Seasonal Realm. Same as Diablo 3. You do not need to purchase a Battle Pass or any add-ons to play the seasonal content, but you must have completed the campaign on either the Eternal or Seasonal Realm with at least one character. Once you have completed the campaign, any seasonal character will start the game with the ability to skip the campaign. So, with that being said, Rob, mm -hmm. if you are going to be playing in this season, we need to rush you through the campaign... So that way, when the season does start next Thursday, you can opt to skip the campaign. Otherwise, you're going to have to play through the campaign on your seasonal character. Mm -hmm. um, so once you've completed the campaign, any seasonal characters will start the game with the option to skip the campaign, your mount available immediately, Mm -hmm. All previously discovered altars of Lilith will become unlocked and the corresponding renown for them. And all previously discovered areas of the map are going to be revealed and the corresponding renown for them as well. So I went through and I know I went and got all of the altars of Lilith in all of the zones and I made sure that I went and I uncovered all of the areas of the map. Those, gotcha. if you do that, 
then your seasonal character will also have all of that unlocked. And because of the renown for those things, it might not be enough to like finish the renown for like that whole area. Cause mm. I, I think you need to do some dungeons and some quests to be able to get all of it, but it should for sure give you enough to get those extra skill points. So when you make your very first character in seasonal, you'll have those additional skill points, you know, whether it be four skill points or whatever to put into your character right away to help kind of give you that boost in the beginning. Uh, once the season has ended, the character you made and its progress will be transferred to the Eternal Realm. All items that you collected, including your in, including in your seasonal stash, will be transferred to... Uh, you can take this character into Sanctuary whenever you please, but season-specific features such as Malignant Hearts will no longer be accessible. So this is exactly like, like Diablo 3. Yeah. Um, if you have a bunch of stuff in your stash, it's going to get sent to you in a mail or, or something um, for you to have to sift through. Uh, our beliefs behind seasons. This is Blizzard's beliefs behind seasons. Seasons provide us with an opportunity to introduce innovative gameplay mechanics into a sanctuary for a limited time. Because seasons reset, we can create crazy, fun season themes in a vacuum without needing to worry about balancing it with the mechanics introduced in past or future seasons. We start from a strong Eternal Realm baseline and build on top of that. Seasons are also a place for players to explore and tinker. We encourage you to try new class or different builds for a class that you've grown fond of. Our seasons are a chance to get creative while demolishing demons. Additionally, seasons present an equal playing field. Our seasons are designed for new characters to conquer the nightmarish challenges brought on by seasons themes and to progress through the seasonal journey together. Uh... That is something else I'm kind of curious as to how they're going to do. Um, but it, the next section is earn rewards with the season journey and the battle pass. Because I know in Diablo 3, you had a, you had your chapters, right? Mm -hmm. And those were your list of things that you had to accomplish to unlock the next chapter. And then as you unlocked various chapters, you unlocked different, like most of the time is a portrait frame or a pet. That was a big bolt of lightning. Um, Jeez. And, and so on and so forth. So under this, it says, as you hunt down malignant monsters for their build-enhancing hearts and partner with Cormond to discover the yeah. source of corruption, you'll is earn... That is a, that's a very long thunder. <laughs> mm. uh, you'll earn rewards from the season journey and the battle pass. The season journey is broken into chapters with tasks complete so that's going to be the same as you progress through the journey you'll earn rewards befitting sanctuaries defender such as new legendary aspects a mastery title and a scroll of amnesia which provides a free skill tree and paragon board reset that's going to be handy as hell uh, the journey also provides favor the resource used to climb through the battle passes tiers which is also earned naturally by playing the game, whether it be killing demons, completing quests, or more. Um, the season of the Malignant Battle Pass begins on July 20th, same, same time, 1 Eastern, and it hosts 90 tiers 
27 free tiers and 63 premium tiers. Smoldering ashes are earned from the free tiers, which can be spent on season blessings that provide you with a bonus to earning experience, gold, or obols, depending on the blessings that you choose. The bonuses gained from season's blessings only last until season of the malignant ends. If you get the premium battle pass, not only will the rewards of the free tiers not only will the rewards of the free tiers will be yours, it should just be be yours to wield as you choose, but awoken armor sets, mount and mount armor, platinum and more await you. If you purchase the Digital Deluxe or Ultimate Edition of Diablo 4 and want to redeem your Battle Pass for the season, navigate to the Season section of the shop and select the option to activate your Battle Pass. Players also have the option to skip tiers by spending Platinum at a cost of 200 Platinum per tier skip. Uh, keep in mind that your tier skip might unlock a tier that rewards Smoldering Ashes, but you must meet certain character level requirements to claim them. That's something I don't know if you knew or not, Rob. Did you get the Deluxe or Ultimate Edition? Yeah. Okay, so that does come with the Battle Pass, but you don't have to use it on the first season one. Mm. So if you look through the battle pass when they unlock like when they show okay here's everything that you can get in the battle pass this season if there's something in there that you don't you you know you don't really care about you don't have to use your free battle pass thing from your deluxe or ultimate edition on the first season battle pass you can you know you can wait uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and gotcha. like say season 2 you're like oh I really want this you can then redeem it then instead I know. If they're smart, though, the best battle pass would be the first one, so that people will be like, oh, I should do this more often. Probably, yeah. Um, I'm also curious, because people who... I don't know if this really works this way, but I would think that the reward... Some of the rewards you get for the battle pass would be Platinum, and then I'm assuming you can spend platinum on purchasing future battle passes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Overwatch does with their coins. Um, but I don't know if, unlike Overwatch, if they'll give you enough, if you fully complete the season, if, the, if you fully complete all 90 tiers of the battle pass, if you'll have earned enough to be able to unlock the next season's battle pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, without actually having to spend money, you know. Honestly, that's what I would do if if I was if I ever built if I ever made a game with like battle pass stuff like this. I would say, okay, you know, there's going to be ninety tiers, and amongst those ninety tiers, there is literally just enough of these coins for you to unlock the next battle pass. So if you really want to unlock the next battle pass, if you like the game that much. You have to you have to complete the battle pass each season to pretty much unlock the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know if that's what they'll do. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much all that there is right now on on the season journey for Diablo Four. Uh, they're going to be coming out again um, before the actual season starts, which is next Thursday. Uh, I think they plan on coming out with like a a a more 
I, I'm guessing a more detailed thing on the on the uh, the season as far as like what rewards are going to be, um, maybe what the entire battle pass is going to offer, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I am really excited about, honestly, looking into this now, um, is that that amnesia thing that they mentioned, where they give you one free reset of your talent slash paragon board. Um, because I know you can spend gold to reset your talents and it does get costly, but there is not for your Paragon board. There is not a reset all button. So you literally, if you, if you made a mistake or if you want to respec, you literally have to go through and refund each individual Paragon point and each one costs money. So having something that just says, oh, I'm going to wipe everything out and you just get to start fresh. That's, that's really appealing to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. Mm. Um, now I know you haven't, you you, you don't play Diablo much, but I know that you have been playing it. How, how are you liking it so far? Um, I mean, it's pretty good. I'm not as used to it as I am with three. So, like, there's parts where I die, obviously. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this Diablo might be the Diablo that I don't become strictly hardcore on. <laughs> <laughs> um, how far do you, do you happen to know how far you are from completing the? Oh, the quite well. I'm still on chapter one. Oh, Jesus. Well, we're gonna have to get you through the season, buddy. Mm. Which means you're gonna have to invest some time playing the game. Yeah. So, because fundamentally, like again, it, only if you plan on playing the, the you know the season the when it comes out or whatever or, or doing the battle pass at all. But I don't you know I don't think you'd want to be stuck doing the the campaign on a seasonal character when you can just. Mm get it done and over with on a non-seasonal one so um all right well is there anything else you'd like to talk about on diablo 4 um i mean the only thing is the listeners if you have if you have uh amazon prime and you sign up for twitch uh you get free loot from different games including diablo 4 so Yep, and Overwatch. Uh, yep, but you have to go to the Twitch Prime gaming thing to claim them. So you have to have both Twitch and Amazon Prime. Yep, which Twitch is free, yep. technically. So. Yep, but they have rewards for a bunch of different games. Like, even if you don't play, well, we're, we were specifically talking about Diablo. They have Diablo stuff. But they have a bunch of free like skins and and whatnot and different things. Yep. Like uh, for Overwatch, they had free five free battle pass tiers. So if you have the battle pass, you want five tiers for free, stuff like that. Yep. Uh, but they have a bunch. Of, sometimes they even have like smaller games completely for free. <laughs> I still get skins and weapon skins and stuff. It's all purely aesthetic. But I still get stuff like that for Warframe, which I haven't played in forever. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So moving on. Uh, August third 
is the official release date of Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Now, Baldur's Gate, for those of you who don't know what the Baldur's Gate series is, it's a game, it's, it's, it's D&D, it's a D&D video game. I really don't know how else to explain that. <laughs> um, Baldur's Gate is a city in the D&D world in Faerun, and each game has its own storyline and story arcs and you know characters that make appearances uh like Minsk and Boo everybody's favorite ranger um and uh Baldur's Gate 3 has been in early access for quite some time now yeah and what i'm most excited about for, for uh, about it is so i loved the Baldur's Gate games though they were hard and you know they I don't necessarily think that they age well. Uh, but, you know, me and you especially, we're huge into D&D. We're big mm-hmm. D&D nerds. And the thing that I love about this is Larian Studios took up the mantle on Baldur's Gate. And they're they're the same people who did the Divinity original, or the Divinity series, yeah. which me and you, we've played through the first one beginning mm-hmm. to end. And you know, I've played I've played and restarted the second one uh, literally a million times at this point. I've still not beaten it. And <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm a little I'm every time I play it, I get a little sad because I'm not playing it with somebody. I keep telling you I'll play it with you. But... I know, but then every time we do something's gonna happen, somebody's gonna join the call, and <laughs> somebody's gonna wanna join and you know, all, then we're gonna have to restart all over again. It's it's madness. Yeah, I mean, we did that with the first one because you could other people could control the two NPCs, but then eventually we decided, nope, just me and you are gonna do this. Well, then if you want, then just me and you are <laughs> gonna play through the second one because I'd really like to beat the damn game. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a really fun game, and I really really enjoy the game layout specifically. Um, the combat, the, the, the way things move and how you interact with them. I just really like their system, I guess, for the Divinity series. Mm. And they're the same people who are making the Baldur's Gate 3 game. Now, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, it's, all I can say, you're going to form a group, like an adventuring group. I have the hiccups now, or burps i guess um you're gonna form a a and d group and you're gonna go on an adventure and you play through the campaign i, I you get to make your own it, it plays one to four people um you can play as one of the in-game story characters or you can create your own now that being said we're going to talk about a few of the story characters. Well, all the story characters. They actually added one kind oh, yeah. of kind of recently. Um, but going down the list here, we have Astarian, who is the rogue vampire spawn. Uh, Astarian, proud knight as a vampire spawn for centuries, forced to follow the orders of his sadistic master, Kazador. Seduce every fool with a pulse and lure them back to Cazador's lair. Free for now, Astarian will do anything to keep his life in the light. He can see 
but one way to, wait, he can see, but one way to ensure his liberty for good become many times more powerful than his old abuser could ever dream of being. Uh, his body is forever tainted by the intricate patterned scarring Casador carved upon his back and the elder vampire seems set on sending out waves of hunters seeking to capture his lost spawn. So that's a Starian. That's somebody that we've met from the from the, the beta. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Gale, the wizard. He's the wizard prodigy. Uh, what's a god to a world-class wizard? Gale was once a formidable archmage in Waterdeep, but pushed his relationship uh, with the goddess Mistra too far, failing to usurp his former lover's godhood. The goddess stole Gale's magics away and cursed him with the Netherese Orb, a dangerous artifact with enough magical potential energy in it to level a city if it were allowed to escape. Beyond learning the lessons for his hubris, Gale has now become beset with the concern for the danger he possesses to others around him and is worried that if he undergoes ceramorphosis, the angry orb could imperil countless lives if he can't neutralize it first. Did not know that about him. Me either. I was going to say, does Donnie know that he... Nope, uh... probably not. <laughs> uh, but he, again, he was one of the characters that you met. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lazel, the ferocious warrior, who's a Gith Yankee, I believe, or yeah, Gith Yankee, crashed down from the Sword Coast from the stars. Lazel is a fierce warrior, even by the standards of militant Gith Yankee society. When faced with the possibility of becoming a mind flayer, the monster she has dedicated her life to defeating, she must prove her worth and earn the right to rejoin her people if they don't execute her first. Will Lazel's strength and determination be enough to prove herself to the Queen of Lakith, or must she walk another path in exile? That's Lazel. We also know her from the beta. Next is. I, sh- I have to pee her. Okay. I'll do the one I don't know yet until I get back. Okay. Uh, next is Shadowheart, who we also knew from the beta. Cleric and loyal warrior. A devoted, a devoted cleric of Shar, goddess of darkness and loss, Shadowheart agreed to have her memories wiped as part of a holy mission. Now its sole survivor, she must deliver a powerful relic back to her kin in order to win Shar's love and have her memories restored. But all the while, she is tormented by strange, painful magic that she struggles to understand. She's probably one of my favorite story characters. Uh, and then lastly, of the ones that we met in the beta, is Will. He's a warlock. He's the living legend. From a scion of a famed Baldurian house to a life of adventure on the road, Will's life as a monster hunter called the the Blade of Frontiers has made him one of the beating hearts of the Sword Coast. While he has done great deeds for the coast's people, the source of his power remains secret. The Cambian Mizora drew Will into a warlock's pact in a moment with many lives at stake and cursed him with the duty of hunting her enemies. Mizora only asks Will to sacrifice devilish creatures to her, but a Cambian's ambitions are ever fickle, and Will wishes to escape the pact before its price grows too cruel. 
Oh, oh my. Well, I will read this one again when Rob returns. Uh, so there is one more story character. But uh, moving on to Phil Dead Air. Going, I'll go back to the story character that you can be. Uh, now when you're creating your own characters, there's a list of races that you can be. Some of these would be considered technically sub-races. Um, but here's the list of all of the races you get to choose from in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, you get to choose from Elf. Oh, are these drop-down boxes? Nope, surely aren't. Elf, Half-Elf, Human, Halfling, Dwarf, Drow, which are like Dark Elves, Tiefling, Githyanki, Orcs, Wood Elves, Gnomes, High Elves, Strongheart Halflings, Lightfoot Halflings, Shield Dwarfs, Gold Dwarfs, Drow Half-Elf, Forest Gnomes, and Rock Gnomes. So really... I don't know. Some of those should have just stayed sub-races, I think, I guess. So, like, Elf should have been Elf, Half-Elf. Well, no. Elf, Wood Elf, High Elf, Drow. Uh, I think that's it. And then Half-Elf, you would have had your Drow Half-Elf. Uh, human doesn't have sub-races. Halflings, then you would have had your Strongheart Halfling. Lightheart, Lightfoot Halfling. Dwarves, you would have Shield Dwarves, Gold Dwarves. Or I guess you can just be Dwarves. And then same with your... Gnomes. Forest Gnomes, Rock Gnomes. Um... Try not to do too much without Rob, but I guess we're going to. Um, moving on from the races, the at launch, which, you know, d and ever-growing. So you can expect that further down the line, updates and whatnot will probably introduce more things. Uh, more races, because there's a lot of races that aren't on that list that are in D&D. More subclasses. Uh, so going through the subclasses uh, or all the different classes and subclasses that you can be barbarians, uh, you can be a berserker, a wild heart, or a wild magic barbarian. Uh, druids, you can be a druid of the land, a druid of the moon, or a druid of the spores. Um, fighter, you can be a battle master, an eldritch knight, or a champion. Ranger, you can be a hunter, beastmaster, or a gloom stalker. Rogue, you can be an arcane trickster, an assassin, or a thief. Sorcerer, you can be a wild magic sorcerer, a draconic bloodline, or a storm sorcery sorcerer. Bard, you can be a. I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, you can be a college of lore, college of valor, or college of swords bard. Monks, you can be in Way of the Open Hand, Way of the Shadow, or Way of the Four Elements Monk. Warlocks, you can be an Archfey, a Fiend, or a Great Old One Warlock. Paladin, you can be an 
Oath of the Ancients, Devotion, Vengeance, or an Oath Breaker Paladin. And then the two classes that have the most. Cleric. You can be uh, a Knowledge Domain, Life Domain, Light Domain, Nature Domain, Tempest Domain, Trickery Domain, or War Cleric. And as far as Wizard, it's literally every school of magic except for the new ones. It's all the base schools of magic. So you have Abjuration, Conjuration, Divination, Enchantment, Evocation, Necromancy, Illusion, and Transmutation. So those are all of the classes and subclasses that you can be at launch. Um, also, something very important to know if you're going to play Baldur's Gate, if you're a fan of D&D or anything like that, uh, for the longest time they were talking about how the level cap was going to be 10 because that's where Larian Studios, ha I believe, had their level cap for divinity was 10 um but that was that was what they were having for the longest time but they ended up upping it um which might not seem like a big jump but it's semi significant but the level cap for launch in Baldur's Gate is going to be is going to be 12 uh so 12 gets you another ability score improvement or feat um and it allows you to unlock more, I believe, six levels, some six level spells if you're a spellcaster. Um, so, Rob, while you were in the bathroom, I, I went over all the classes and subclasses. Mm -hmm. I also read off the list of races, even though a lot of these are, I guess, technically sub races. Um, are you interested in knowing what the races are? Or do you already know? Um, I kind of know, but you could go if you've gone over them for the listeners. You could do uh, we could skip it because I did read okay. that list or whatever. Okay, well I can always but, just send the list and. But those aren't coming until launch. All, all of them, right? Because Donnie went into it yesterday and like yeah, not not until launch. And, yeah, not okay. until launch. Um, I will go ahead and post that in the SU chat. Because, hey, visual stuff in an audio podcast, why not? <laughs> uh, so then I went over all of the uh, the only two um, story characters that you would have still known about was Shadowheart the Cleric and then Will the Warlock. Uh, the last story character that they introduced that they just added was Karlak. I don't remember the Warlock at all. Will? Yeah. Yeah, he. You met him in um. In like oh yeah, okay, okay. Grove He's the one with the messed up eye, right? Yeah, or something. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then there's Carlac. He's a barbarian, Fury of Avernus. I'm guessing he's a tiefling. He looks like a tiefling. Um, fresh escaped from hell, Carlac is finally free of the Archdevil Zariel but not from the infernal engine Zeriel planted in her chest. With her first taste of freedom in 10 years, Karlak is eager to find a fix for the engine that's burning hotter and hotter before it burns her out completely. But even more, even more premier in her mind, exploring, finding like-minded travelers, 
falling in love or lust, and taking revenge on the man who sold her to Zario all those years ago. Oh, alright. Badass barbarian tiefling with some sort of hell engine in their chest. So those are your story characters, which again, I believe you can you can choose to be a story character. Yeah, you can play as them if you want, or yep. you can create your own uh, custom character. Yeah. And then if you choose your custom character, you can add all of them to your party. Right. <clears throat> um, I don't remember what the is the party size only four because it's only up to four players. You could have all of them as in your party at the camp, but you can only take other three three besides yourself, you can only take three at a time. Yeah. Okay. But you can interchange them if you want to. Right. Um, and just be mindful, like some of these characters, like they have like the uh, like the relationship kind of meter thing. So like if you're nice to one of them, say for instance, if you're nice to Shadowheart, well, Lazel the Githyanki might really hate that and end up being mad about it and I believe people can actually even leave the party if you don't if you don't like try to fix tension and stuff that's happening I don't remember mm. now it's been a long time since I played killed. it yeah um but yeah so that's that's Baldur's Gate I don't remember and I'm on the website right now and I, I they don't have a like a premise for it but like I don't re- essentially the premise is like you're for some reason on a ship whether you're playing one of these story people or if you're playing a custom character you're on this mind flare ship they're being chased by Gith Yankee because you know Gith Yankee hate mind flares and the mind flare comes by and he drops t- a tadpole into your eyeball, uh, which then you find out that if the tadpole matures, it essentially will take you over and transform you into a mind flare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but for some reason, you're like resistant to it, you and your right. party. Like, and it's because it's not happening as fast as it should. And then right. it also talks to you inside your brain. Yeah. Tries to tempt you with stuff. So then the whole premise is you're trying to find a solution to either get rid of this tadpole or uh, essentially free yourself from its control somehow. Uh, at least that's all the story that I remember from playing it in the beta. Uh, mm. I know that they had a lot of, they had a lot of difficulties glitch wise and like, um, uh, like, uh, what am I thinking about? Like, I remember performance we had trying wise. to play as four players. Yeah, it, it, was, it, like, would, it would crash. It, it kept like kicking crazy, people. Yeah. yeah. So there, there came a point where we all just kind of said, all right, we're going to put this on hold because we pre-ordered it and everything. We're going to put it on hold. We'll wait until launch and then we'll just play it again. You know? And, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I do feel like this is going to be a game where I play through several times. They say roughly, if you don't do any of the side stuff or exploring, really, like if you just go from point A to point B doing storyline stuff, they say that it's roughly a 72 hour campaign. So, I mean, that's a decent chunk of time if you're not, and then you have to add in. Well, are you going to do side quests? Are you going to explore? 
you know, are you going to try to find all the little hidden nooks and crannies in a, in a place, uh, any type of replay value. Like if you're playing with your friends versus playing by yourself. Um, I know for my, I'm, I'm going to play, probably play through at least once as once as each of the in-game characters, just so I can find out their story. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily know. I don't remember if if you have them in your party, will their entire story unfold? Or, I don't know. Or do you have to be them? I know you do learn about their story somewhat because the wizard guy that's dying or whatever <sighs> yeah. tells you about it. Because, but I just don't know if kind of a, I like just, he has to consume things or something. I remember. Yeah, I just don't know if there's like details about their backstories or about their stories in general that are only explained if you're playing as them. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Because technically, if you can do it all, if you can learn about all of them as long as they're in your party, then I could just get away with doing like two playthroughs, technically, and then a third for myself. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's where we're going to end. Do you have a science corner? Uh, I thought you wanted me to talk about games too. Hey, sure. If you can, if you looked some up and you uh, find, uh, if you found some that have updates coming in the next month or two. Uh, well. Yep, I didn't think so. Well, no, I there's there's a game coming. I'm not sure if it's within a month or two, but uh, Starfield is coming out soon. It's for pre-order now on oh, yeah, September 6th, so within two months. Uh. But that game looks amazing. It's like it's what No Man's Sky should have been, really. It basically looks like it's um, it's No Man's Sky combined with like uh, Skyrim, uh, Skyrim, yeah. Or uh, why can't I think of the name? Uh, Fallout kind of thing. Okay. Where there's like. There's like a ton of different planets that you can travel to. You can explore like different star systems with different planets. And then there's some that have like settlements and you can go to, to different settlements. And like there's a couple big cities you can walk around in that have been created. Is um, this, this going to be your new space game? I don't know. I mean, it's not like space game. So no. Because. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Stellaris is a strategy game. This is like a first-person shooter type thing. <clears throat> well, um, but yeah, it's it's like really in-depth story-wise. There's like so many places you can just go and explore. Um, there's supposed to be like uh, thousands upon thousands of planets you can visit. And like just explore the areas and stuff, and but then there's also storyline. There's a bunch of characters, like I said. There's cities you can go to. There's factions that you can run into. Can you um, blow them up? The people? Yeah. I guess I don't. I've never played it, but it does show you shooting people. So I'm assuming yes. <laughs> like I said, it's mostly a first-person shooter. I just want to crash land my spaceship into somebody's camp. Well, I'm pretty sure that will kill you, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then the game's over and you have to start over. Oh, well, hey. Can't all be good ideas. 
Oh boy. Why do I talk about things? <laughs> it's interesting. No. Yeah, it You're is. Just like, I'm just going to crash my ship and destroy everything. Rob, we've been playing games together for a long time. You know my mindset. When it comes I do. To games. That's, why I don't, that's why I shouldn't ex- explain anything. I know You're explaining it for the listeners, not for me. Anyway, Starfield. It looks good. Yeah. It's coming... Coming on September 6th. You have at least two and a half thumbs up from us. <laughs> uh, but that's it that's coming up. Okay. Other things that I want to play are already out. I just haven't played them. Gotcha. Like that last trials. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If I had it, maybe I'd play it with you. But I don't have it. And it's expensive. So. Um, did B-, B didn't tell you that she. I mean, it's. I don't know if she'll make me or not. But she essentially got me to agree to watch all of the. Uh, what is it? Insidious movies and Annabelle or whatever. Because there's a new Insidious movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. Get off Steam, Rob. I, you, I better not get an alert saying, oh, you got a gift from Rob. Fucker. I, yeah, I just... can t- yeah, don't lie to me. I can tell because you're getting quiet and you're barely listening to me. No, because my, my nephew for my birthday bought me two games and they're still on my wish list and they say purchase instead of download, which is weird. Yeah, clear them off your wish list. No, I can't. Oh. Like, it's, like, I could say, when I click on them on my library, it says purchase. It doesn't say that I own them. I don't understand why it's doing that. Do you have to redeem the card somewhere? Do you have to redeem them somewhere? I don't think so. It oh. just sent me a thing saying that I got a gift copy and they're automatically in my library, but my library says purchase instead of play. Hmm. I don't know. Do we have a science corner? Uh, if not, I have one. Okay. What was that noise? I was saying, uh, and then I said, okay. No, it sounded like something f- fell or dropped from somewhere kind of high. I didn't hear anything like that. Oh. Anyway, Science Corner, for me, it's fucking hot. And you know what happens in hot weather? What? Ice melts. Uh-huh. Heat melts ice. But uh Oh, that's science. Yes. Science. Yeah. hmm you know what would be a good opposition for s- space ice giants? What? Space fire giants. I mean, those are basically stars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had a I had a weird ass theory the other night. I wish I remembered most of it. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, one thing I can say is we were supposed to be able to see the Aurora Borealis today, but the solar flares that cause it weren't as bad as they thought they were going to be, so we're not going to be able to see it. Fucking sons of bitches. Yeah. 
Um, so, if you didn't know that, that's a science corner. The aurora borealis is caused by solar radiation hitting the Earth's magnetic field, and that's what causes the lights. Rob, okay, I have a dumb question. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like me asking a dumb question for the sake of being dumb for SU. Okay. Okay. So the sun is the center of our galaxy. No. Our Wrong solar already. our solar system. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Terms, terminology. <laughs> um does that mean at the center of every potential solar system is good well I think I just answered my own fucking question because the word solar is in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's going to be a sun or a star? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess if the star was dense enough and collapsed in on itself, you could technically have a black hole at the center of a but then wouldn't it... solar system, but it would pull most things into it. Yeah. Right. So if if a star is at the center of every, say, solar system... Mm-hmm. But not every star has a solar. Not every star has things orbiting it. No. Okay. There are actually stars and planets that whiz through the that aren't part of galaxies that just whiz through interstellar space too. Okay. Are there any? <laughs> so okay, this was a big lead up to my stupid question. Are there that we know of any systems out there mm-hmm. that have a star orbiting a larger star? Sure. There's binary and trinary systems that have multiple stars. But are, that are like in orbit? So- I mean, if they're... If one star is smaller than the other, it probably orbits around some. Like sometimes they're equal size and they'll kind of just stay in the same area, same distance from each other. Sometimes they'll rotate around each other. Sometimes if there's a smaller star, it might rotate around the bigger star. What the fuck happens if two stars collide? They usually just bounce off each other. They they've recorded that happening a couple times. Really. Hmm. Because they have magnetic fields, too, so it's kind of like trying to put two magnets together, so when they get close enough, they just, like, shoot off in different directions. Sometimes it can cause them to, like, shoot completely out of uh, so the system, same system. Do they, do they know what's at, like, the center of, like, say, the sun? It's obviously, it, there's obviously a solid mass somewhere there that the sun is then engulfed mm-hmm. around. Yeah. You know? It's but- usually metals of some kind. So those metals are able to withstand the heat of 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 the sun without melting? Yeah. It's more because of the gravity just keeps compacting them tighter and tighter together. Jesus. Okay. So the molecules like are so pushed because of gravity, the molecules that are in the metal are pushed so close together that like basically it can't melt because they're so like there's no space in between them. So basically they're so dense, which is why the the more dense the star is with its gravity, that's why they become black holes because the gravity is pushing so hard on the center that it like basically collapses reality into a hole. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. 
All right. Well, hey, there's Science Corner. Yep. Uh, life advice with Devin um, via Webby. Don't pee into the wind. Also, don't stare directly at the sun. Yeah, that's bad. I have done both. You think that's what's wrong with me? Maybe. I just stared into the sun for too long and it just fried my brain cells. Uh, it would make you go blind way before it fried your brain cells. Well, okay. There, go, there goes my, uh, <laughs> my excuse. All right. With that being said, where can everybody find you on the interwebs, Rob? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jax Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on eBay at Looking for My Bright Shining Star, Devin. Um, yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. We love you. Stay safe. Don't stare into the sun. Don't pee into the wind. Uh, and fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. Okay, I figured out the problem is I never went and accepted the gifts. That's why. So it wouldn't let me buy them because I had a gift copy, but I didn't accept them, so it wouldn't let me also install them. Oh. Bam, bam.